0: Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with our special guest, Nick Vale. Nick Vail, excellent to have you back again. Okay, Nick, incidentally, is the producer of our Manhattan-based live TV show series, Free Will Question Mark live exclamation point soon it's a talk yes it's a talk show we we get calls and we explain to the to the entire island of manhattan why no, nothing is up to anyone okay and okay so basically this is episode number 187 okay we have 186 prior episodes explaining to the world why free will is a complete delusion why the world is completely deluded for for believing in it and why to the extent that we overcome transcend this belief will beca- will create a much much better world much more intelligent world more, more compassionate world a world that's much more sane okay before we get into this theme again the topic today is free will disbelief as self-help mm, before, that's a good one yeah before we get into it as we do in every show you want to Are we knew do the dominoes or no. No, right. All right, so, like, basically, we're, we're first going to explain to the audience what people mean when they say the free will, because it's very important, you know, because some people, like, misdefine free will to mean non things. We're basically explaining what is that we're, you know, saying is completely impossible.
1: Well, what we mean by free will is you and I can't define it because it's a Santa Claus word. It doesn't mean anything. It's a total fairy tale. But what other people mean is- is that their life is completely up to them. They're the one hundred you know, they're the first causer and the self causer of their beliefs and behavior and emotions and thoughts, and they are in control of their life. That's what other people mean. And they could have done otherwise. They had choices, not just one, many, what two or more.
0: Okay, yeah. Another way to define free will, people believe that they are doing what they want to do, any choice they make whether to have like you know, um French fries or hash browns for lunch, whatever is their decision. Nothing that's not in their control is making them decide that okay that's the key thing. If something is not in their control that's making them decide that then that's no, that doesn't that means they don't have a free will, so we're saying there are things that are not
1: I just want to you're saying people people always kind of do what they want they just can't choose what they want so in other words you're confusing a little bit that people do what they want like if i see a menu and i want what you say? Uh, hash hash browns,
0: browns or French fries? They're
1: choosing. They're choosing their wants, but they can't choose what they want.
0: Right. Or in other words, where like, that
1: desire comes from is
0: unknown. Right. What they want is not up to them. Right. That's it. That's not in not their. So like the free will belief says that what we want is up to us. We're saying no, no. What we want. But you is do not do what
1: you want. It's just not in your control what you want.
0: Exactly. Schopenhauer said that, right? Yeah. I said that. No, no. I, <laughs> very good all right so all right so basically all right that's our definition of free will again if we had a free will we'd be able to think what we want come on people understand this like if we had a free will every one of you out there would be blissed out every moment of every day because like why would you not in other words like if we if we had a free will why would we choose to feel upset Mm. and depressed and anxious and all you know all this stuff so that's a clear all right so now you understand what this concept of free will is. Should we explain why this show is so important? Why, it's why?
1: actually going to marry this. The show is important because the belief in free will is the exact antithesis of self-help. I reversed everything. Excellent. The belief in free will is the least helpful belief in the history of world, of the world, and it's permeating our society, causing people untold misery.
0: Untold misery. I mean, we're telling. We're going to tell them. It's untold Unbelievable
1: amounts of mi- misery is why, why the show it's, is so important. Yes. We no longer need a separate topic and, for that. And why, it's it's it, because the free will belief is the least helpful belief in the history of time. Yes, it's hurting it, everybody.
0: It, it, it causes untold Suffering until now. We're, oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Our show right. is going to tell. Up until
1: now, it's been untold.
0: Our show is going to tell the world, you, because you got to help us, all right? You've know, you got to talk to your friends about this call. Tell them to watch our show. Tell them that nothing else. Why? What is this untold until now suffering that free will belief causes?
1: Well, I could tell my personal story a little bit. Uh, I've been, I was depressed for years and years basically because my life wasn't turning out the way I thought it would or wanted to. As from a little boy, I had envisions of, you know, having a, I sound like the the talking head songs, a beautiful house, a beautiful wife, a big car, a great business, healthy, all these things that I went to school, I I did this to get that, I did this to get that, but then I did this and I didn't get that and that kept happening and I felt like a failure and Basically, if you feel like a failure, uh, it's because you believe in free will. Now, once I met George and he told me there's no free will, I instant- well, he instantly, or the universe, compelled him to tell me, the universe cured me instantly of what I would call severe, toxic, uh, self-hating, self-punishing depression that was relentless. But once I realized that it wasn't up to me... I uh, validated, you know, and I felt more connected to other people. I exonerated myself from all the silly and stupid things I did, like leaving my wife and ruining my marriage. And I was, thanks to George in the universe, as he was the karmic representative of the universe, I was cured instantly. And I went to every therapist known to man, hospitals, groups, everything, pills. Didn't mean anything. So free will disbelief is self-help.
0: That was awesome. Now, did I solicit that testimonial? Did I ask no, you to say that? No, that's the first that? time you've ever heard it. Did I ever pay you to, to say that? All right, this is an unpaid, unsolicited no, testimony. heard it. Okay, so like basically, yes. When I explained to Nick that no, he doesn't have free will, this huge burden of guilt, of 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 a of, feeling like a failure. Brain. Yeah, it lifted instantly, automatically. Right. Very I just quickly. want to say I
1: could still feel depressed, but I'm not going to be depressed that I'm depressed because. Depression is just chemicals firing off in your body and your brain. So now I'm, I could be depressed tonight. I'm not saying I never get depressed. I don't want the audience, or I never get anxious, or I never feel slightly guilty, or slightly upset with, or slightly annoyed. But I'm, or angry. I'm not angry that I'm angry, and I'm not depressed that I'm depressed because the secondary emotion means I'm upset with myself for being that way, and there's no one to be upset with because I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just being who I can. I'm doing the best I can, with the consciousness I have, with what the knowledge I have at the time.
0: Excellent. So self-help. Basically, self-help is
1: today's show, yeah.
0: According to Martin Seligman, the you know, past president of American Psychological Association, he says that according to the research, about 25% of our population here in the United States at any given moment is at least mildly depressed. So this is this is a very very pervasive problem. So basically what we're saying is like this depress- depression depression You know, a lot of it is caused when people don't feel good about themselves. You know, they're basically like, they're blaming themselves for their life turning out, you know, differently from what they expected. They're blaming themselves for not, you know, being able to fulfill the the wants, let's say, of other people. They're blaming themselves for not being able to, like, live, live up to their own expectations of themselves. Excellent. And all this blame is a direct results of their believing that they have a free will. How can and that's just self-blame.
1: Can you imagine how you blame other people that they could have done otherwise? The hatred that you're spewing, the revenge and retribution a la Elliot Rodger. You ever read his manifesto? He's, it was, it was called, uh, his video was My Retribution. He hated everyone because he thinks the girls didn't go out with him because they could have chosen to go out with him. If he realized that they didn't have a free will, he wouldn't hate everybody so much. It would just be his lot. It would be unlucky. You know, and he, he would also forgive himself he was attributing free will all over the place that he could have done otherwise. And look what he ended up doing, was shooting everybody. He has a whole journal of exactly all these things that, you know, he, and, and, and then he says, I can't believe my life was turning out like this, which is a nod to the no free will reality. He was just a witness and he couldn't stop himself from acting so crazy. So he was taking a You know, he he didn't. He was very inconsistent with the free will thing, which is even worse. You're going to at least be consistent if you're going to if you're going to believe in free will, which is crazy. You might as well be consistent. That's another thing we don't talk about. Free will flip-flopping is out of control. <laughs> yes. In other words, people love to say, "I did this. I deserve a raise. I deserve a medal. Look how great I am." Now, when things go against them, it's his fault. It's God's fault. So it's one or the other. Yeah, and a lot of times... Well, you know, we know it's wall one. It's all no free will. But if at least if you're going to believe in the crazy, insane, nonsensical BS of free will, you might as well be consistent. Absolutely. I never said that before. That's great. What's really upsetting is the flip-flopping, double-talk hypocrisy of going back and forth. I have free will when it's convenient for me and it makes me look good. you know. But obviously there's no free will. But we want you to be consistent, no free will, 100% of the time. But the flip-flopping is out of control, and too. How
0: about the theological flip-flopping? People, like, you know, when, when, when they do something good, you know, they say, well, you know, I couldn't have done it but for the help of God. Well, they do
1: it the other way. Most right, people right. say it was they good. Say, it's like, a me, know, me, me.
0: God, you know, yes. give praise to God because, like, without God, you know, I could not have succeeded at what I did. I mean, that, you know, any, like, you know, basic fundamental... Religious believer says that. But flip it around. How about when you do something wrong? When you do something wrong, people don't say, I couldn't have done this wrong except that God made me do it. So you're
1: saying theological, religious people give credit to God when good things happen and bad when it's humans?
0: Yeah, they don't, you know, in other words, if you're going to give credit to God for the good that happens, then you have to blame God right, for the Right, but regular
1: people are not religious do just the reverse.
0: There you go. When good
1: things happen, it's, I I did it, I'm so wonderful, I'm a success, I went to Yale, Harvard, I worked my ass off, I became a doctor, I deserve this, I picked the right stock, I got, I deserved the hot wife, it was, you know, this, that. And then when bad things happen, it's that guy, that neighbor, I'm going to sue him, I'm f, my f you know, I can't curse. That guy did, or God did it to me. So it's funny that you mentioned this flip-flopping on the secular level is one way, and the religious is, is the, but it's still flip-flopping nonetheless.
0: Free will flip-flopping It's not consistent. is pandemic. It's like, yeah. you know, everyone is afflicted by this. There's one thing that's
1: consistent. It's always, when it's convenient for you to take it one way to make you feel... Good about yourself, and then when it's bad for you, you just quickly reverse it.
0: Yes. Now we have to make clear. Okay, we're kind of like indicting the audience that you're out of your minds, you're completely delusional. But we have to make very clear. Well, they are. They believe in free will, but but it's not. It's not your fault. I'm not. We have to like don't blame yourself. if, if your friends believe in free will, don't blame yourselves because like you can't but believe in free will if you believe in free will and just free will you know the, the reality what we're trying to say is that nothing is up to us so like we understand that free will is impossible you know it's like we don't take credit for it we don't we don't you know it's like our our, our life led us to believe that so your life apparently led you to under to believe like you know some people used to believe that the world was flat stuff like that so you know and now we understand the wrong. So you still believe you have a free will. So basically we're trying to lead you from it, but don't blame yourself for believing for believing it because it's not your fault. All right, again, I wanted to address this Elliot Roger thing cuz you made a great point. Elliot Roger killed those people because he was blaming them. If Elliot Roger had been taught when he was very young, listen, don't really blame anyone for anything because including nobody yourself, will, including yourself, there's no way that he logically would have blamed those people and hated no them way. so much. Exactly. In order explain how like hate So many people hate others. ISIS, you know, like, so much conflict in the world. Explain how this hate is a fundamental, necessary, you know, component of this, this free will belief. Not completely necessary, but, like, it almost, you know, is unavoidable.
1: Well, if somebody does something to you or harms you and you believe they could have done otherwise, now you're putting in a whole different elephant in the room where they could have done otherwise, but they chose not to rise above their, you know, their conditioning and their genetics, and they kind of went out of their way to hurt you on purpose with a malicious, willful intent. And that's going to cause an eye for an eye, retribution, revengeful, crazy, Boston bomber type, you know, I got to kill everybody because, you know, the Americans did this to Islam. And it's just going to escalate. I'm not saying that it's going to, where you and I with this show and, and everyone doesn't believe in free will, it's going to completely eradicate all violence, all wars and all, you know, mayhem. But it has a much better chance of alleviating those conditions because the free will belief is toxic and harmful and causes you to hate someone because you think they could have done otherwise. Right? You don't believe that it's just gonna, we're going to get rid of all uh, violence with no, but it has a much better, first of all, we're living in a free will paradigm for thousands of years. It's obviously not turning out that well. What George say, uh, ISIS people are beheading you, uh, you, people, uh, Americans on YouTube. We've given this free will paradigm, which is you know, postulated in a tenet of Islam, Judaism, Christianity, even Buddhism, every major world religion. So George, you've got to agree, it's not turning out so well.
0: It is now no.
1: So if, you, if we convert the whole script and make it a no free will paradigm, I don't think we can do any worse. So we might as well try.
0: I hear yeah. I mean,
1: what could be worse than beheading someone on YouTube? That's
0: a great point. This free will belief, you know, it has caused so much harm and you know and again, it's, you, know, you can't deny it. People blame each other for, for things, and when you blame somebody because you believe they have a free will, you're going to want them punished, and then they're going to want you punished for maybe wrongly blaming them and all. And there's so much conflict in the world. And there's world.
1: shame, too. There's the, the, you know, Mark Madoff, uh, Bernie Madoff was the guy with the scam and everything. Where he, you know, His son Mark committed suicide a year later. He probably felt the intense shame of being that guy's son. If he knew his father didn't have a free will, he could still be depressed. And very, you know, very upset that his family's name is connected to it and, you know, maybe slight shame or slight embarrassment, but he didn't have to go and kill himself because, you know, it wasn't his father who got locked into some nutty thing that he couldn't control himself. But this, I don't see why, the, you know, the depression and severe uh, toxic suicidal b- guilt and blame is is getting worse
0: absolutely all right it's so getting like, worse so let's 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 like you know directly relate this to the self if you're like yeah. a self help guru there's a lot of self we are we're the
1: self help gurus because we yeah. have this show absolutely yeah but this we were- is self help this should not be in philosophy this should be in self help okay Go right. ahead, Tell, talk about why it's self-help.
0: <laughs> it's self-help because, like, yes, you can apply this to your... In other words, there are so many self-help books out there. How to be happy, how to be assertive, how to not worry, how to this, how to that, whatever. We're saying, if you guys who, like, you know, publish self-help books, and we're, we'll, we'll probably do it, you're, you're going to write one, right? Hopefully, eventually, if the universe compels Nick, you know... It would be
1: Overcoming the Illusion of Free Will to Overcoming Depression. That's what the title would that's
0: be. A, that sounds great so like but
1: overcome depression by overcoming the illusion of free will something like that right
0: and but like you know there's that's just one component depression in other words like let's say some people are like you know angry all the time and like anger you know is like hate yes blame
1: poisonous you know if you're
0: angry at someone you
1: seething hate
0: yes seething hate if you believe that they have a free will you're gonna like, that's not gonna be good for you. So like people should come up with self-help books to guide you step by step through why you don't have a free will, then how you can apply it to your life so that if, you might still get angry at stuff, people might still do things that get you angry, but instead of getting angry with them, You know, like we were saying before, fine, maybe you'll get angry with God or the universe or causality, whatever, but just this idea, this very valuable benefit that you're not getting angry with them means that they're probably not going to get angry with you back and so like it's going to create a lot more peace, a lot less anger directed toward people. Hmm. Are you getting this, people? Because, like, this is, again, what show I wanted is this? to do
1: a test. What happened? I didn't say anything for a little No, I know. I don't care. Uh, this uh, is show
0: number 187.
1: So you think, <laughs> you agree with me that this topic should be in the self-improvement or self-help section of your neighborhood bookstore. It, it, you know, let's be honest. Nobody really goes in the philosophy section anymore. People are too scattered with too many things. They don't want to go in philosophy and read a book. Those are pretty boring books. I guess this could be in current affairs. The religious section is, could be a turnoff. I agree with you. It should be, if you saw a book in self help, overcoming, overcoming depression, hate, and blame through overcoming the, the illusion of free will, overcoming the belief in the nonsensical belief in free will, that would sell. Absolutely. And even if you're uh, you know, maybe an addict or, or a sex addict, you know, or, or overcoming addiction, overcoming any kind of negative trait you know, it will make you feel a lot better to, to know that, you know, that there's no free will, that you're not doing it, you know, there's nothing you can do. So, I think it's wonderful.
0: Yes, I do too.
1: All right, so... I mean, what you can do is overcome blaming yourself on a deep, true level. You, know, you could slightly and kindly admonish yourself for being, you know, doing something wrong, but not on a deep level.
0: Exactly. All right now, we have a message to those other because we're self-help gurus but there's other self-help gurus out there and they're looking for an idea let me tell you something the self-help field is pretty much exhausted they're they don't, they haven't come up with a new idea in 20 30 years <laughs> so like so basically if you want a new niche a marketing niche something people haven't heard before free will disbelief as a way to overcome depression, to overcome blame, to overcome guilt, I'm telling you, it's going to sell. You'll make a lot of money. That's when you, now, as we're saying, you, you won't be able to take credit for this. All right, you'll, you'll still get paid, right? Now, we're not saying that people aren't going to get paid for what they do, but you won't you won't be able to take credit. But you know, you'll you'll be you'll be giving the world another valuable tool. To help us kind of like address, you know, the the, the stuff that, that fate throws at us. I just thought the
1: way you can overcome addiction with sex, drugs, and whatever else, uh, alcohol, is most people do those things because they feel a terrible inward hatred towards themselves, and they try to numb the pain by being, you know, obsessed with something else. They won't, You won't feel so horribly depressed and angry with yourself if you if you know you're not at fault, on any deep and true level for being a... You know, you could still be a failure, but you don't have to feel like a failure because you're a failure. And then you won't have that dark, empty, black hole to fill it up with other addictions. That
0: is such a great point.
1: Yeah, so that's how you can get over addiction.
0: Before I did this show, back between 2003, 2005 or so, 2006, I did this show called The Happiness Show. I did about 138 episodes explaining the the social science research on happiness. And one thing I learned is, like, there's four personality traits that are most correlated with happiness. One of them is like optimism, another one is uh, extroversion, another one is locus of control, meaning that you think that what you do makes a difference. But the last one is self-esteem. In other words, it's very important to feel good about yourself, to feel happy, because like happiness is what it's all about. So in other words, so this is perfect. So like, you know, free will disbelief as a way to increase your self-esteem, because like, if you're not blaming yourself for all the mistakes you make, because I mean, come on, you're, face it, you're a human being, you make mistakes all the time, we all do, right? So if you're not blaming yourself for this stuff, you're going to have the self A toddler, you think? have you ever seen a toddler with low self-esteem? I don't think I have. Why? Because toddlers don't blame themselves for anything. You know, they don't have that, that weight, that burden, that, that, this free will thing, because they haven't learned about free will yet. So basically, yes, another, you know...
1: Yeah, this should be taught in uh, rehab centers, too. Some people pay $60,000 a month to go to Sierra Tucson or uh, Promises or Malibu, this and that, and they have all the world's greatest healers, and nobody ever gives them a book that says overcome your belief in free will, and you'll feel a lot better. Why not? Like you said, the, the marketplace for self-help books, they haven't thought of... First of all, it's a huge section. It's a huge market. So we're promoting, don't put this in philosophy, don't put it in religion... Probably don't put in current affairs, though it isn't a current affair issue because there's the cover stories in the magazines are in the last two years. 20 books have hit the market refuting free will in the last three years. So it is a kind of a new thing, but it really belongs, I agree with George, in self improvement slash self help as a new way to help people.
0: Exactly. And like, you know, if you want to kind of, if you, you want to thinking of like writing a book like this, you want to, you're, you're asking yourself, well, how am I going to explain to these people? That free will is an illusion, that it doesn't exist. It's a delusion, actually. It's far worse. Well, basically, self help books are founded on psychological principles. You know, self help is a psychological discipline. It's about psychology, social science research. What do you learn in, in social sciences and psychology? You learn that human behavior is the result of nature and nurture. You don't learn that human behavior is the result of nature and nurture and free will. You never learn that because it's insane. It's absurd. You, you know, it's completely non-scientific. So basically, you explain to, to your, your book readers, whatever, that like... If nature or your, your genes and your environment, your heredity, I mean your, your um, nurture, whatever, is, is determining what you do, there's no room for free will there. In other words, like, you know, it's your, your, your behavior is determined by a combination of these two factors. So, again, this is one way that you can explain according to well-established, completely established, fundamental psychological principles that because nature and nurture govern human behavior, free will is completely impossible.
1: So determinism or, or no free will is the, is a great coping skill. Mental health professionals always talk about You know, I want to help you and give you coping skills. Uh, I want you to go to the gym. I want you to eat right. uh, You know, take up a hobby, play guitar, focus more on work, balance your life, balance this, eat that. They never say give up your belief in free will, you know, or believe in determinism 100% as a great coping skill. I got to tell you, it's the best coping skill. I mean, it is just powerful, man. Yes. When you gave that to me, I was like instantly like a, a, a dark cloud was lifted. Did I
0: pay you to say that? No, why do you kidding? Did I ask? This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is an unpaid, unsolicited testimony. I'm telling you this. Yes.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I had 10 years of severe depression. I don't want the... I still could go home and feel depressed, but I'm not depressed that I'm depressed. So you don't alleviate every, you know, crying spell, but you don't feel like killing yourself ever because it's not really, you know, it's just chemicals that you're... I just watch chemicals go off when I meditate in my body. It's not really me doing anything, so... Of course, I don't feel badly about myself for being depressed because I'm not in control of it. That's brilliant that you gave me. Thank you very much. No, you did not pay me to say that George Ortega has saved my life. There you go. He deserves... Well, the universe through him has compelled me and you to actually somebody to write a book in the self-help section, like we said, overcoming depression, severe toxic depression, by overcoming the the nonsensical belief in free will. Or
0: how how about... too you know, long a topic. How about get rid of free will and get your life back?
1: Get rid of depression get rid of, by getting rid of free will.
0: Yeah. Get rid of blame by getting rid of free will. <laughs> <laughs> We're just doing this. Come on. All right. So, again, like this is like, you know, we got two minutes left. I want to talk about our new podcast. All right. Okay, go ahead. Our new project. We've, there's 16 of us. 16 of us. Four of us have written books refuting free will. Um, at least... You know, six of us have also been on, you know, YouTube videos and TV shows. This guy, August Berkshire and stuff. So basically, we're creating this podcast series. We're on average already. We're, we're still in preview. We haven't gotten you know, live with this yet, whatever. We're basically, you know... Creating one podcast episode every day on average, uploading it to YouTube, Internet Archive, explaining to the world why we don't have free will, why free will, you know, disbelief, why understanding this matters. So, like, you know, we're doing this like, all right, so in addition to, can, you, can we connect this idea of self-help to some kind of like a documentary movie, like, you know, like a way to explain that? Because that would make sense. In other words, like what we just explained in this show, you know, somebody should do a documentary, you know, self-help um, for the world by overcoming the belief in free will,
1: or determinism as a path to happiness. You can come up with a lot of titles. Okay, um, all right. I, I'm, I'm exhibit A of of this story. Of the, I mean, I don't really like talking about it that much because I don't want people to say, well, that guy Nick's been in you know hospitals for depression. He's nuts. That's not it at all. Uh, you know, so I don't want to get, you know, I'm, I'm just revealing some personal things about him because I've over, uh, when, when I met George, it was like a light bulb went off in my head and I knew he was right. And I just felt this, this 15 year dark cloud lift off of me. And I didn't have to blame my father or my mother because after all, they didn't have free will either. They were doing the very best they could at the time of, with the knowledge and consciousness they had at the time, we have 25 and seconds. And I I'll use it for it. my
0: life too. I've got these two idiot brothers. My older brothers are complete idiots, but I don't blame them. You know, it, it preserves family harmony. Okay, all right. We've got 15 seconds. Again, this is Nick Vale and George Ortega for exploring the illusion of free will, telling you like you'll get this eventually. I promise you. And when you when you when you get this, the world will be so much better.
1: George is God. George is God. <laughs>